welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Hello, and welcome to our show. And, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, yeah. Welcome to our show, to our show. I just sent you a funny text, I think, a Reddit clip. you think it was funny or you think you texted it to me? You know what? This is philosophical at this point. Was it the Panic of the Disco thing? Yes. I got that. You know what was crazy? So we'll explain the text and then I'll give my opinion about it. It was from the Reddit wedding shaming community. So this is where people come on. They tell stories about trashy weddings, shaming other people's weddings, things they've done at weddings that they're like, I can't believe I did this. It's it's just a form for that type of expression, right? So there was a post about, it says, the audacity of this man to crash a wedding with an entire circus in tow and then call the bride a whore. And then it's images from My Chemical Romances. My, no. Oh, no, it's not. Panic of the, don't you come at me about these emo bands because you're wrong. It was Panic at the Discos. Oh, are you sure? Am I sure? Girl, I'm more confident that that's Panic at the Disco than I'm confident on my own middle name. All right. Anyway, it's it's the, you know, this bride is a whore. I chimed in with, why haven't you yeah. ever heard of? Really fun stuff. And I was like, yeah. I write sins, not tragedies. Is Thank the you. name of the song. It's a funny little meme. It's a funny little meme. If you know the music video. My issue with that song, I wasn't a big Panic at the Disco fan, but I do know them better than I know myself. And um, when I think about those song lyrics, I chime in, haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? Yes. From the context of the song and certainly from the video, I don't believe that he was even a guest. In fact, let me just look this up really, really. I really. Yeah, it seems like he completely crashed the wedding. Oh, well, imagine as I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor, I can't help but to hear. No, I can't help but to hear an exchanging of words. So he was just at this church for whatever reason. Hears people say, what a beautiful wedding. What a beautiful wedding, says the bridesmaid to a waiter. And yes, but what a shame. What a shame the poor groom's bride is a whore. <gasps> So this the basis of the song is that the bride was hooking up with like a groomsman or something in a different room. And so then he says, I chime in with, haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? No, it's much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of poison rationality. I just feel like who, no one good ever has anything to say <laughs> when they refer to themselves as, if I could just chime in here, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I chime in and you're like, no, it just, no. no one who's ever part of a conversation chimes in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. like super condescending. Like I, I'm, I, I'm in a, a wedding where, you know, two people's lives are being destroyed, potentially three, potentially the whole families. And then I chime in. Well, haven't you people ever heard of closing the door? Like, sir, what are you? Get out of here. Nobody yeah. knows you. Who's who's a friend are you? Who's are you just a caterer? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah what, who are I, you? I'm a chimer in her. And I don't like that about myself. <laughs> for instance, Saturday, uh-huh. we're going to a party. I'm dressed for one time. Winston is dressed before me. It's uh-huh. a theme that I'm always ready earlier. He says, I'm going to go get the car. Great. So I'm standing on the sidewalk waiting for him to pull the car around like a gentleman. 
And there's two people in my neighborhood, my neighbors, I, I assume, I don't know. I know no one's name in my building. It's LA. If you know your neighbor's names, you're weird. Right? So there's two people are standing on the sidewalk and they're discussing. And it's somewhat of a graphic nature about sex and things like this. But then, and I'm trying to just like be chill and cool and not listen, but you can't, you're right next to them. And they're just, you know, like Toddy Westbrook talking about sucking dick and cock kind of thing. So I'm sitting there okay. and then one of them says, I don't like blank about this person. They always make things very racial or this. And they're like, well, here's what I'm talking about. And then they give a couple examples of this person. And I'm like, yeah, that does not sound like a good person in my head, of course. And he's like, am I crazy? Like he gives three solid examples of this other person in their friend group. And the girl's like, you know, I don't know. And then of course me, me, I go, listen, I'm so sorry to, I'm not trying to eavesdrop. I'm just here (laughs) two feet away from you. But that does sound like that to me. I mean, again, I don't know these players or the people, but from what you've said, that's how I would interpret it. And he's like, thank you. And so we had a moment by that time, Winston has pulled up. I'm like, have a good evening, get in the car. And Winston's like, what were you talking to those strangers about? And I'm like, oh, well, we weren't in a conversation together. I chimed in. (laughs) And he's like, God damn it, Erica. God damn it. (laughs) Do you know what I liked best about that story? Mm -hmm. Is that you didn't need to talk about how they were having explicit blowjob conversation Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that ended up being not what you chimed in about. You could have literally started that story with, my neighbors were discussing another person trying to decide if they were racist and someone offered three examples and then I chimed in. But you said, these people were talking about sucking and fucking and and then somehow their conversation segued into whether or not their friend was racist. I don't know if I would have necessarily tuned in had I not heard the S and then the F in first, you know? Oh, you think you're better than me? No. S and then the F in? <laughs> Yeah, you can't say suck. You can't say talk about sucking and fucking, <laughs> huh? You can't suck and fuck. They were just in a big old pile of fuck, and I'm sitting there, and I go, "Well, hey, I got something to say about this." I just it was one of those moments where I was like, I didn't have to chime in, but I felt like that person needed the validation to say, "I think this person's shitty and racist," and I was like, I. Hmm. Uh, as the judge and jury, let me help you weigh in on this. Like, As just... someone with only one half of a story about a person I don't know, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Hey, yeah. Erica, yes. who cares? Why are, why are you trash, you suck fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. I don't think you're a suck no, fuck. It's okay. I understand. So I don't know if the listeners are aware, but I have big old boobies. Oh, yeah, I think they know by now. I've always had big boobs since I was like, starting in third grade, I was getting boobs. And it was like, yeah. we got to get her some bras. I didn't even do training bras. Like There was no like training. It was like nothing to, we're yeah, going to have to take you, you to the- you right in the game. Right in the game. Industrial sized, let's go bras. Which so, every middle school girl wants. Oh, <laughs> how thick are the straps? Awesome. This yeah. looks exactly like what my grandma wears. Cool. This is going to be okay. <sighs> This is a side story to the story I'm telling. <laughs> One time in college in, in, in Oklahoma City, I was doing this organization and I'm getting up to speak because that's my job. You know, that's the thing. I'm getting up to speak and all of a sudden it, it's as if 
you know, in a disaster movie, when the wires of a bridge, one just like swings up and, and breaks. Yeah. My bra <gasps> strap just goes, starts, starts to do that like disaster movie, oh you my know. God. So one bra, now I got like a one supported tit, left tits up, right tits, just freewheeling it. And so I immediately do the thing where I put my full arm underneath all of my chest and then put the other arm over me. Uh-huh. And I'm there for a week. I don't have, you know, so, so my grandmother, my Nana lived in that town as well. So I had to call her and I was like, Nana, I'm so sorry. Can you please go buy me a bra? And she goes, okay, of course. What, you know, what size do you wear? And I tell her and she goes, oh, that's my size. I'll just bring you one of my bras. Oh gosh. So my grandma brings me a bra. Anyway, so that's a side story to what I'm saying. So Sports bras have always given like that illusion of control. I don't know why they have adjustable straps. It's like we don't want them to bounce and move. But I've been trying on some different types of swimsuits this summer. And recently, I have one in the house, by the way. I yes, you do. Back to. Yes, you do. And I had to be cut out of that swimsuit because <laughs> hadn't tried this one on yet. I go swimming at Cassandra's house. Lovely Cassandra invites me over to a pool day. I realized that, oh no, my bosom's still a little too heavy for this one. And I asked Cassandra, I go, do you have any zip ties? She's Is this like, why you're trash? I'm yes. part of the story? Oh my God. <laughs> I zip tied the the straps at my back, like at the back of my neck, so that the, the bosoms would not be heaving over or riding too low. Huh. Just an industrial size zip tie. And then there it was, just on the back of my neck, just sticking out. And so then at the end, when I go to change and left said swimsuit there, I realized I can't get out of this thing with it zip tied at my neck in the straps. Mm -hmm. So I asked you to cut me out of it. Had to cut you out of it. She yeah. had to cut me out of the swimsuit. I just, yeah, I one time I broke my bra. My grandmother had to bring me one of her bras. And then I had to be zip tied into a swimsuit this summer. Not when I was a child. No, no. Mid thirties. Zip tied into a bra. That's, that's me. I just, I have big boobs too and I've had them forever. And it's, so I feel that pain, which is why when you asked me to zip tie you in it, I was like, is this going to hurt your neck? Cause I feel like <laughs> it would hurt my neck, but you were fine. But I just remember wanting you know, remember when we were teenagers, like there was nothing better than those like baby pink with polka dot bras from Victoria's Secret, mm -hmm. like the pink, you know, the teenage, you know, because teenagers need lingerie. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted, they they claim it was for college kids, like no. sure, Jan, and so are cigarettes. But, um, you know, I wanted those so bad. And I just like, I didn't. I didn't have the frame for them mm -hmm. and I thought that was so late. And once I had like my own money to make those kinds of purchases on my own, they were like, oh, the pink brand stops at a C cup. Yes. It didn't Which go like, even to D. It's like, are you fucking kidding? So they're like, you're welcome to go over and like you know, try the, the other brand, which then went up to double D and yeah. it was like, they, they just, they didn't have it figured. Like if you want to have sexy boobs, 
you have to have small boobs, even though we're all taught that big, big, sexy boobs, but that's, that's mm-hmm. not actually true. Mm-mm. It's small, sexy boobs. And if you have big ones, they need to like get you kind of like, you know, when you're strapping things in the back of a truck and you have to use like that. The cranks, kind of, harness click, levers. Click, yeah. Click, yes. click. Yeah. So like, that's what they were doing to girls like me in the back of Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, we'll get you into this thing. And like, had to use like the, they had to tighten it with some pliers. Like it was like a whole, <laughs> it was a whole. Just a thing. straight jacket for your boobies. <laughs> uh, Nine straps and hooks. <laughs> essentially that is kind of. It's yeah. a vibe um, yeah. when you have larger boobs, especially in that day and age when to carry extra weight was disgusting unless the weight was made of silicone. Yes. So, it, back in those days, it, you were to look like a popsicle. You're supposed to be so skinny, a little bit a little bit of boob that gave the illusion of, of, of big boobs because you were so tiny. And then a big head, bra. you get the push-up bra. Yeah, and it was so C cups. They'll push them up to your neck, to your fucking neck. Pink was for children, and then Victoria's Secrets was like BDSM, like regular print. Like there was no middle ground. Like, can I just get a a nice underwire, simple t shirt bra that that just didn't exist? Sure, maybe try Lane Bryant. It's like I'd rather (laughs) jump off the roof than go to Lane Bryant. Are you kidding me? Oh God! But, yeah, they big boob problems. Yeah, they got better brands for us now, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, you're paying for it. That's for sure. Oh, Bubby, I'm putting like Joe Biden's infrastructure bill is the yeah. the type of budgeting I'm putting in for good bras now. Yeah, it's I'm like these roads and bridges have been worn through. They haven't been lifted since the 80s. We got to really <laughs> invest in. No, okay, all right. Why are you trash? They work on me, you know, nights and weekends to like just make sure that it doesn't stop the slow traffic. But that's usually I usually got a couple guys kind of just like smoking cigarettes on my off shoulder. to the side looking. Yeah, yeah. There's one guy on my left shoulder who's got a sign that says "stop" and "slow," and then the other guys are on my other shoulder mm-hmm. taking a break. This project will probably take about four years. That's that's the kind of work that's going on with me. <laughs> Meanwhile, in China, they can put up a new bridge in a weekend. <laughs> like, yeah. Like a four-mile bridge in a weekend. Well, babe, I got union workers here. Okay? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. This is, what, this is what I got. I got union workers. I'm not going to – I can't make them go past the no. breaks. I no. mean, God bless them. They got families to feed. Why are you trash? <laughs> I – uh I think I picked this up for my mother, but because I just felt like she had this kind of nervous energy and did this. But like I do it now too, where I just love to rearrange furniture Mm -hmm. as if it's going to fix all my problems. And so we've been doing a lot of rearranging lately. You know, we're trying to make the space in our condo kind of work better for a few different reasons. And just a lot of rearranging has been happening in the house. And I, boy, do I have opinions, big opinions. You know, uh, I got, I have a hard hat on and I'm pointing and, you know, doing whatever I can. And I'm making the purchases of like, we need to buy this and this and this such gusto, whatever. But as soon as these new products arrive, like we've been to Ikea a lot lately because Ikea is like the, the master place to go. If you're like, I have a small apartment and I Mm -hmm. need to get the most out of it. Like you go to Ikea. So as soon as we get these purchases and they arrive at our house or, you know, whatever, 
Or I, I, I have my master plan of how I want everything to be moved and I get Taylor on board. It's as if like my limbs have stopped working and I'm like, I'm going to need you to build that. Well, uh, you're union. You, he, that's his designation. You can't be doing somebody else's job. I mean, that's, I think what I'm going to have to start saying because it, it really is like, I'm just like approaching this at like a 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> And then as soon as the hard work has to stop, it's like, or start, I'm like, well, I didn't sleep very good last night and I have been a little hungry, but you know, we can't just have this big box in the middle of the room. So I guess you'll have to build it. And normally before I used to at least be like, I'll read the instructions for you. I haven't even read the instructions. He is doing this absolutely 100% on his own. And now I'm starting to like understand how to become a billionaire. Yeah. You exploit other people's labor. That's yes. And I am, I'm exploiting my husband's labor right now. And uh, I gotta say it feels good. Well, speaking of, of billionaires and, and Google's worth like what, how many trillion dollars? They're doing all right. They're doing okay. But our, that yeah. brings us to our first story about. Oh my God. A Florida man and Google. Wow. From longcrime.com. Florida man driving Google mapping car leads officers on a hundred mile plus miles per hour chase before crashing into Creek. Ooh, you know, I love a police chase girl. You know, I love it. I like this one the most because it's got those, ca- those mapping cameras on it. <laughs> so, someone's, yeah. someone's roadside view when you're like, I wonder what that rural district of, of Florida looks like or, or Michigan. It's going to have eight police cars flanked on either side of the road. Yeah. If you've ever seen one of those like Google mapping cars before, just imagine like your average kind of Kia sedan or like crossover vehicle just with maybe six or so cameras on top of it getting you those wonderful Google street views and they just sort of have to drive around literally everywhere and be contract working cartographers basically. And so one of these guys found himself, yeah, in a car chase and he, I don't remember, I don't know what he did. Oh, I think he ran a red light. And so then they were starting to follow him, but he just refused to stop until he finally drove into a creek, which can't be good for the cameras. No, those are expensive lenses. Sure. Yeah, he was going over 100 miles an hour, passing cars on these rural roads, doing the mapping at the intersection of State Road 109 and US 36. And he's just going crazy. But he said that he was, he stated, I work for Google and I'm scared to stop, which makes me think. Google, what's up? What's up with your labor practices? What's going on? Why is that man scared to stop? Is the car going to zap him or explode? Is this a speed situation? Maybe, maybe whoever founded Google put a bomb in the car and was like, you have to maintain this speed at all times. And Dennis Hopper's just back there in the backseat laughing maniacally. You have to maintain this speed at all times. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that kind of made me sad, like, because it, it could have just also been, I mean, more likely the situation, although I do think that you are onto something with this whole speed thing, is this guy was like, I really need this job, and if I get yeah. pulled over, Google's not going to let me do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, 
damn. But well, you know what? I can't I can't think about this because the next story features me. It's about me. And yeah. that's really exciting. I was already brought up in your wire trash mm-hmm. and here it is. I'm the star of the next story. I'm pretty sure. It sounds like they're talking about me at least. From upi.com, sunbathing pig causes highway backup in New Zealand. I mean, girl, if I ain't a sunbathing pig, what am I? When'd you go to New Zealand? <laughs> oh, shit. This isn't about me. You're <sighs> right. Sorry. I read that as Burbank. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's The words are similar. Burbank, New Zealand. A pig on the loose for more than two weeks in New Zealand has caused delays on major highways Tuesday morning when the police and animal control cont- attempted to capture this slippery swine. New Zealand? God bless you. You're just sweet and adorable. And the fact that this pig has been an outlaw for two weeks. Like you're a small enough and like civilized enough and great enough nation where this is the havoc that causes like nothing else. Like there's no other crime that this is like the, we got to get them. The one pig on the island is loose. This is beautiful. It's also so sweet. Just imagine that you're spending the last two weeks chasing this pig. You know, you're, you got up this morning at 5 a.m. and your wife's like, honey, did you even sleep last night? <laughs> no. Just tossing and turn. Wait, hold on. This is New Zealand. Yeah. Nor. I was tossing and tur- turning. Wait, that got Irish. <laughs> Thinking about that pig. And then you're just driving, you're doing your route and you see mm-hmm. your culprit sunbathing in the bush just like flaunting it rubbing it in like a pig in the mud just rubbing it in you know (laughs) pigs sunbathe in mud because they don't have any uh they they like like humans have melanated skin and they can get sunburns really easy so that's why they bathe in the mud so anyway i didn't know that but it makes sense you know what doesn't make sense what when people spoil stuff Oh, I hate it. I hate that. From NewYorkPost.com, Antarctica scientist stabbed colleague for spoiling book endings. I don't know. Like, there's two sides to every story, and you don't have a lot to do in Antarctica. So, like, maybe this was, like, justified. It, It is. There is a point where you cannot evacuate from Antarctica. There's, like, a. I think it's a six-month window where it's basically nothing can come in or out. So you're stuck with whoever's there. Mm-hmm. And I'll be goddamned if you were a movie. Okay. I get it. Maybe the sixth sense would have been the one that's like, oh, don't ruin it for me. But if you ruin the ending of a book, I don't, that's nostalgic. There's something nostalgic about that where I'm mad about that. And, and yeah, this Russian scientist snapped because his colleague continued to give away the endings of book. It must have happened. Here's what I propose. The colleague did it accidentally one time. Uh-huh. And he saw what a rise it gave this guy. Oh, wow. And he was like, no, I'm bored as hell because it's Antarctica and snowing. I'm going to keep this going. Yeah. This guy is like, has a knife chasing this other guy around being like, you're telling me that Beth fucking dies? You know? I, look... <laughs> What's crazy about this is that it's the first attempted murder ever on Antarctica. So this is one for history. 
Wow. 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 It was a kitchen knife. I, I mean, yes, obviously any knife can kill someone, but a kitchen knife in Antarctica probably used a lot. They don't have a ton of supplies probably in these stations. So I'm sure it was used a lot, maybe somewhat dulled. I feel like this was a warning shot, although it did wound part of his heart. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not defending. I'm just saying it feels like it was more of a, hey man, knock it off rather than no, like, a, I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> If you got a little bit of someone's heart, you were aiming for their heart. If you stab someone in the chest, yeah. you're probably like this. This guy had had it. He was like, don't if you say right now how the shining ends, I'm going to stab you in the heart. And then the guy says it. And then he said, you know what? Here's the kitchen knife. I'm going to stab you in the heart. And you just, you don't stab the chest if you're not, if you're not yeah. going for that kill shot. You got, yeah. you got the chest and the neck seem like the kill shots for a knife. And this is coming from someone who is not giving advice and <laughs> who has never stabbed someone in my life. I never intend to. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, you know, yeah. let me just get ahead about this. The only advice I can maybe give is relationship advice because I got a pretty good one. You do. I have a good one. And yeah. you know, this this takes place in my my home state. Mm -hmm. My home state from newsbreak.com. Couple gets married at a Tulsa Quick Trip. And the couple that got married at the Dunkin' Donuts is mad. They got upstaged. But not really. We're just we're making that up. Yeah. They're probably they happy and in love. They're probably fine. A quick trip is a what? Because I don't I've never heard of a quick trip. Oh, okay. <clears throat> A quick trip is a convenience store gas station, but it is, it's so much more. Not like a ball. No, no. It's not a balls quick stop. Okay. okay. Sterling's got balls. It's not a balls quick stop. Quick trip has, it has actually legitimately food, good food ish, you know, the hot bars and sandwiches. So you're saying that balls does not have good food? No. Oh, I, well, they have a good chicken tender and they make a mean hamburger and I mean, a corn dog. The, the heir to the balls fortune listens to Trash Trashy now. So. And we I love would just, you know, tread yeah. lightly. I think that the Quick Trip, it's, just, it's an elevated gas station. They were started in Oklahoma, and that's the only reason they're still in Oklahoma. Mostly they – I actually got to meet, I think, the founder or the president of the company now, like 15 years ago in school. But it, it's – um like their managers make like $120,000, $130,000 a year. And this was like in 2005, 2006 money. Like they really take care of their people as well as like, you know, financially. But it has – it doesn't just have like four flavors of Gatorade. It'll have nine to 15 flavors of Gatorade. It's just, Is it's it in everything. Is it like a Bucky's? You know, like in Texas? Yeah. Like I, I would say it's like, it's like a Bucky's. They have really good fountain drinks. It, it just, yeah, it's a special place. Like gas might be like eight to 15 cents cheaper than the other convenience store. And they're nice. They're always very clean, pristine, clean. But they're mostly, I think, in some of the bigger markets like Atlanta and things like that. But they, they said basically they rationalized. They were like, we're only in Oklahoma because like of the nostalgia. We were formed in Oklahoma. But we, rather than like dividing ourselves out so thin, we're going to, we're making more money concentrating in certain areas. And that's why we do X, Y, and Z. Anyway, interesting philosophy because I was like, oh, have you guys thought about expanding here and there? Because, you know, I'm a little businesswoman. I'm talking to the president of a company or the founder of a company. I can't remember. 
And I'm like, I'm going to impress them with my little 21 year old knowledge. And they're like, no, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to give a little talk, you know, anyway, they were very nice. No, more people who own gas stations than (laughs) um, anyone else I know, which is like, I feel like if I was to be asked a question in like a board game or something of like, who in this room knows more gas station owners? I think I would know that it was you, but like now it's just being confirmed. Anyways, Mike Kellogg and his girlfriend of 10 years, Stephanie, woke up on Friday morning knowing that it was time. He said, as far as I was concerned, we were married some quite some time ago. Classic men. I was going to say, she don't think y'all were married. Like <laughs> quite that, some time ago. <laughs> I hear that stuff. Yeah. You know, like unmarried men who have been in the same relationship for a decade who finally get married. And they're like, well, I mean, that's my wife. That's just like, no, sir, that actually isn't your no. wife. If no. it was your wife, you would have been married a long ass time ago. No. But that's fine. <laughs> Its slogan is more than a gas station, and now it's a wedding chapel. They first eloped, they first planned to elope at the Tulsa County Courthouse, but they said they learned that the courthouse stopped doing weddings last month. And so they said, you know what, baby? We're going to go to the Hitching Post in Claremore. It's a same day wedding chapel. And they decided just to go ahead and do it at the Quick Trip, their favorite little store. It's nice. It's a, It mm-hmm. was a 10 minute ceremony some might say a quick trip ceremony Mm -hmm. and i think they're going to have another proper wedding later but it's sweet it's sweet i I like it yeah speaking of of quick trip why don't we take a quick break for a word from one of our sponsors that's a good idea and we're back i during the break i picked up a pen on the desk where i'm recording just to, to jot down a quick note i wanted to remember for later and I read the pen and it says Hanson Mortuaries Valleywide. And it's a Arizona mortuary that unfortunately Winston I's family have become very acquainted with as we've had three funerals and, and services with them. And I, I'm looking at this pen and I realize that this is probably one of nine pens I have from them. As well as if I offer you a tissue, there is a 88% chance it is from Hanson's Mortuary. We <laughs> These sweet people have taken care of, you know, our beloved dead ones, but I have just robbed them blind. Anytime they leave a pin on a pew or there's tons of, t- you know, tissues on every seat at the end of it, I'm Extra like, money's worth. I'm grab, I'm grabbing them. And, you know, Winston, of course, is mortified. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we paid for this. Like, what? They're just going to reuse them for another family. These are our grief tissues. Like, just robbing this mortuary blind while they take care of our beloved. I, that's why I'm trash. <laughs> stole- would you say that one person's trash is one person's treasure? I would say that. I am a treasure. You're right. I was trying to segue into this story about sex dolls, but I do think that you're a treasure. So I'm going to let that go. From dailystar.co.uk. I found six sex dolls in a bin and now I boink them with my girlfriend. So... This guy finds six abandoned sex dolls, how do you know they were abandoned, in a bin outside of a warehouse, and he wasn't sure about showing them to his girlfriend, but she did say that getting one was on her bucket list. Yeah, this abandoned thing is making me question, I'm like, maybe they were just having an orgy in a trash bin and you interrupted it and stole them. 
it is like see it's the trash can thing that's really getting to me too he's he says that he was out skateboarding when he saw a bunch of large boxes sticking out of a trash like a dumpster Mm -hmm. and he wanted to find out what they were but my thing is what you're just out skateboarding and then you just like decided to do some dumpster diet like i don't totally i don't personally pass a particularly full dumpster and wonder what's in the boxes is that just me well you don't have nosy bitchitis uh you you are not clinically diagnosed with nosy bitchitis but people like george and i do it's a it's a clinical diagnosis so i don't know or maybe he's just just trying to lie to the newspaper so he doesn't sound like a complete fucking freak yeah, or he's trying to lie so that it doesn't sound like he legitimately might have stolen yeah. six sex stalls that, you yeah. know, quote unquote, fell off a truck kind of thing. Yeah. Anyways, he lifts, he goes to lift one up. They're super heavy. I opened them and I thought, man, they're dolls. So using his skateboard as an improvised trolley to help him manage the weight, he took them home two at a time. His favorite is Debbie, who's 5'5 tall and weighs about 100 pounds. And he also has a big titty lady called Megan, who is 160 pounds. At least. (laughs) At least. Yes, of course. At least. Oh, Megan, she's voluptuous. She's my big titty girl. She's at least 160 pounds, which is 11 stone. (laughs) One of the other dolls he found was a, quote, smaller one, but... Don't like anything about that. Don't like anything about that. Apparently, George's girlfriend was delighted when he arrived home. She said, oh, my God, how did you know? And they said that they they believe that sex dolls can be good for relationships as they're cheating without cheating. And then he would – this is what – look, I'm not trying to shame for anything – but I just didn't realize like the market for sex dolls until we started doing this podcast. But like, obviously they exist, but also I just like it, like, like a a Russian scientist in Antarctica would have a sex doll to prevent himself from stabbing his coworker. (laughs) Not just like in my mind, but I'm obviously Mm -hmm. wrong because also these two people willy nilly can just have, sex dolls to a point where they kept the cat they kept the dolls on the couch in the living room and people would would come over yeah people would come over and they'd be like oh that's that's just the thing that you have sex with yeah that's your that's your sex toy put that away when company's coming again not kink shaming not any of those things you do you as long as it's consensual amongst adults it doesn't harm anyone unless that's the purpose but that's that's like Oh, my, my dildos are sitting on the sink. I just washed them and dried them. We've got company coming over. Like, that's the shit you hide. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, um, don't mind that big silicon butt drying in my shower. Yeah. I just had to wash the cum out of it. Um, but yes, you can use the guest bathroom. You know, it's, that's kind of the vibe. He sold three of the dolls already to friends for about $100 each, even though they retail around $1,000. And he has one fake friend because one of his friends stole another doll. Just walked right out with it, I guess. That's that's a friendship ender. You know, that's that's something you don't do. That's it goes against the code. That's just, you know, it's it's stealing's bad. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't steal 
no matter what it is that you're stealing and from whom you're stealing, stealing is bad. Yep. Unless it's like baby formula. At that point, you look the other way. You don't say shit. Well, from Vice.com, there's a court that's ordered these brothers to pay their drug dealer back after robbing him. Yep. Yep. So the men were jailed for stealing cash, meth, and a double-barreled shotgun in what the judge said was certainly not a well-planned robbery. Two brothers wanted to steal from their drug dealer because they were out of money and crystal meth. And now they owe this guy about, it comes up to $1,373 US. The Supreme Court of Tasmania (laughs) listened to the, or, you know, heard this case and they decided to rob a man who had been selling ice, which is what they call crystal meth on the street. I'm streetwise. I know these things. Of course. But because they had run out of money in ice. And so I'm like, just go to the store and get some more ice. But that's not the kind of ice we're talking about. The brothers met the drug dealer at his house around 10 p.m. They arrived. They were invited inside. They had to watch the drug dealer play like four hours of video games. No, that's that's the rules. That's them's the rules. Look, (laughs) I remember when pot started to become legalized, I felt not bad for the drug dealers. Like I, of course I didn't feel bad for drug dealers necessarily on like them losing that income, you know, because I don't think that you should be a drug dealer Mm -hmm. in my opinion, in my, it's my opinion, do whatever Mm -hmm. you want, but it's my opinion. But I did like, I wasn't sad that they were losing their income, but I was sad that they were going to lose that friendship and companionship companionship (laughs) that they put on people. Cause I, (laughs) I just remember in like the days when I would smoke weed that it was like, okay, we're going to go get weed from, you know, Twitchy or who, whomever the drug dealer's name right. was. And this, and this is going to take an hour or two. Yes. And it's like, why? He lives down the street and this is just a simple transaction. Yeah. Well, no, you have to sit down in his house <laughs> on his like weird like Inf- sidewalk couch or inflatable sofa. Yeah, it's super dark in there um, <laughs> because all the curtains are, of course, closed. He owns um, four lizards and two snakes. I was just going to say you have to meet his iguana. <laughs> It's always the same. He's going to, you know, like make some sort of complaints about his life. And then you're going to have to get high with him. And he's going to show you this like documentary on Hulu about the band. Um, (laughs) Oh, R.I.P. Robbie Robertson. He just passed away. (laughs) Also, I'm so sorry. That was not historically accurate. There was not Hulu back then. He is going to make you watch a dvd in his playstation 2 (laughs) about the band and then he's gonna ask you if you want to play crash bandicoot and one person in your group is gonna fuck up and go i love crash bandicoot and then you got to tack on another hour point is if you have movie tickets you can't make it that movie yeah you're not gonna make that movie oh god i Drug dealers are honestly, like, worse than, like, grandparents in that way. (laughs) Like, 
your grandparent is ready for you to get out of the house faster than a drug dealer. (laughs) On it, why? Okay, new proposal. All those lonely drug dealers. Why don't we send them to old folks' homes? Like they need the relief for their their pain, and then they both get the companionship, and somebody come visits. Like a drug dealer is kind of like when they bring like a golden retriever in. Yes, it lifts everyone's spirits. That honestly is not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Golden Retrievers, man's best friend. They're always doing the right thing, right? Yeah, totally. Except for kind of in our next story from the NewYorkPost.com, sent in by Tina Curry. Thanks, Tina. A burglar takes a break from robbing the home to cozy up with the overly friendly family dog. (laughs) He says, I love you too. (laughs) This guy shows up. uh, This is in California. And he went to steal a bike from an open garage, but then stopped because there was this golden retriever who came to greet him. Not not to protect the house, no. but uh, just to say, hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Every Rottweiler's like, you, God damn it, Mike. Quit. You blew that. You can't lick him. Like, did you show him your teeth? And it's like, no, I rolled over and showed him my belly, though, so he would pet it. nice. The unidentified male entered the garage in a San Diego Pacific Beach neighborhood around 1040 on July 15th, stole the bike, which is an estimated of about 1300 US dollars. It's a very nice bike. Eight ball caps on the tire valves. It's like a very distinct black and white checkered pattern. It's a it's an Electra three speed bicycle. Like it's a nice bike, and the dog just just was like so sweet. Comes up again, gets belly rubs, gets the pets, and the man says to the dog, "You're so cool. You're the coolest dog I've ever known. I love you too. You're a sweetheart." What is he? A 19 year old trying to hook up with a 15 year old in 2002? Girl, that was a spicy thing to say, but also. There's nothing grosser than a guy saying, you're a good girl. You're a sweetheart. Also, there's nothing grosser than a guy saying, where's your dad? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So the guy, the guy tells the dog, you know, how you're the coolest dog I've ever known. And then, because like, this is all obviously like a ring camera. And then calls out like where's your dad to the dog Mm -hmm. and then the owner appears and then he goes you shouldn't leave your garage open and then lee like just like mic drops and rides off on this bike what a what an f you like hey this was this was i'm a little i'm a little angel left here on earth to teach you a lesson (laughs) don't leave your garage door open I wonder if he was like, hey, don't leave your garage door open. This is a great dog and uh, it might get out. Yeah. (laughs) Bikes off. (laughs) It's so funny. It like, I love it. No one deserves to have your expensive bike stolen, but also like, don't leave your garage open. You know? Yeah. You know, that guy's got to really cut out that behavior of leaving his door open like that. Well, speaking of things that need to get cut out, I I think it's time for We Cut That. And We Cut That. From LadBible.com, a man with two working penises say women didn't believe him until they saw them. I I feel like that headline tells you all you need to know. You got a guy with with two two dicks that work. So, uh, yeah. It's called diphilia, I guess. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. 
From TimeMagazine.com, a Japanese city apologizes after giving advice to pregnant women on how to be better to men. Yeah, because pregnant women really give a shit about how men are feeling. And and to be fair, Japan's birth rate is declining. I feel like this should have been the other way around. Like, hey, men, would you like to have more babies? And, you know, I don't know. You're you're absolutely right, Erica. You're absolutely right. That's just me. That's just me, though. You know, I'm just a, a practicalist, a, a a visionary, if some might say. I'm having a vision for another ad. Oh, wait, I can see it now, too. Erica, do you have any concerts coming up? Always. I'm a festival girly, you know. I have to get the VIP, though, because I, I cannot go without an air-conditioned bathroom. Okay, well, my sweet angel, planning for faster and efficient hydration is also essential for festivals. And Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through that headliner, and recover after the weekend. Hey, now don't count yourself out while you're drunk poolside all summer, Cass. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water and with three times the electrolytes, than traditional sports drinks. I mean, we really have no excuses. Liquid IV is actually standard in my purse. It goes phone, wallet, keys, liquid IV. And with flavors like lemon lime, pastique, that's French for watermelon, oh. and my favorite, strawberry lemonade, staying hydrated is easy peasy. Mama, I'm talking B3, I'm talking B5, I'm talking B6, and I'm screaming from the rooftops, B12. We've got all the Bs. And there's a little bit of vitamin C in there, too, just for kicks. Oh, she's made from premium ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, thank God. I'm vegan now. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. We know. We know. Okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TRASHY at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TRASHY at liquidiv.com. Honestly, we're so trashy. We're hydrated. Wet trash. And we're back. Welcome back. <laughs> what? And we're back. I like it. Keep it. <laughs> Just, I mean, like, people don't talk like that, but I like it. <laughs> but I am theatrically trained, and I need it to bring in anticipation well, into the episode. I'm, I can't anticipate this enough. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Ah, ah! Oh my god! That's the this, sound I assume <laughs> was happening. This story is so crazy. Yeah. It's giving. I think you'd said Farley Brothers movie. I think that was a yes, a great way to like just just put yourself in like the the nineties kind of like coloring of your visualization you know we're still on film and it's dumb and dumber like mm -hmm. a 25 a year old jim carrey who hasn't had an existential crisis yet kind of <laughs> yeah vibe is it preaching against vaccines from abc7newyork.com <laughs> hawk as in a hawk drops four foot long snake on texas woman prompting both animals to attack her. <laughs> so funny. So bad. Peggy this Olsen's right arm was covered Peggy in claw Jones. marks. Peggy, Peggy Olsen is from Mad Men. Oh. <laughs> I'm having a Mad Men week. <clears throat> I get it, girl. I'll have to tell that story another time. Peggy yeah. Jones' right arm was covered in claw marks. 
lacerations, cuts, and punctures. The snake squeezes presumably caused bruising. This was Peggy Jones's no good, very bad day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is a upside-down school type of story. <laughs> she was this lady was out, you know, in triple-digit summer heat doing yard work and just getting cleaned up because she was going to the casino later. You know, she's just trying to she's trying to live her Texas ass life. And all of the sudden a hawk carrying a snake like just oopsie poops and like dropped the snake. Oh, she was riding her lawnmower. She's riding a lawnmower. <laughs> just the snake the snake hits her and the snake is like, well, fuck you, lady. Yeah. Who the hell I, are you? What are you doing in my way? So it's just she a... just gets pissed and starts wrapping around her arm like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then the hawk is like, where'd my snake go? <laughs> oh, it's down there. Hey, bitch. You why stole do my... you have my snake? Yeah, why'd you steal my snake? <laughs> and just like gets her on the other side. It wouldn't, it wouldn't let go. So she's like thrusting her arm around trying to knock the snake off because there's no, I know a lot of like, oh, if a bear comes, this is what to do. If you're in quicksand, but no one ever tells you what to do if a snake is dropped. If you walk into a snake den, you know, there's like survival guides tell us things to do. But if a snake falls on you, there's not a lot of prep work for that. I just like, I'm seeing like. The riding mom lawnmower's got to be just going in circles <laughs> while this hawk is trying to rip the snake off of her arm, and the snake won't let go. And the hawk's biting at her, striking I mean, her face. The snake starts striking her face. Her husband's like, "All right, Peggy, you did a bad job the first time. I'll let you be on the riding mower lawn. Normally, you're the weed whacker and the leaf cleaner, but..." Today, Peggy, we've been married 45 years on this yeah. property that's been in our family since the 1800s, and I'm going to let you do the riding lawnmower. And Peggy's like, oh, thanks, Jim. Love it. And then this happens. Her husband probably sees her and is like, why is she doing figure eights on the goddamn lawnmower? This is why I don't let her ride the lawnmower. This is why. This, the lawn's never going to recover from this. She and she was totally alone because he was he was working on the front yard. You know he's letting Peggy do the backyard. He doesn't trust her that much yet. But it's it's just so insane. I mean, this is like this, she's a grandmother of four. This is like honestly, it's like sad. She didn't die or anything. No, I she's fine. I'm sure, she still made it to the casino later but with a story to tell. She's the goddamn bell of the ball at the casino. It's just so funny how this woman found herself like so much in the wrong place at the wrong time when nature was occurring. Yes, yes. This the hawk probably likes to toy with its food. That's what it it's like, oh, I'm gonna drop the snake, let him think it's getting free. And then yeah. just when it's getting away, I'm gonna come back down and strike this on was, it, right? This was not Peggy's fight. No, you know? <laughs> she, she she brought a butter knife to a machine gun fight. Oh man, that's so <sighs> funny. Okay, what are you hoarding? Animal control. <laughs> no, I am. Contr- 
I am hoarding animals <laughs> in some way. On Sunday, uh, Winston took me to this sanctuary that's about 30 miles away from Los Angeles, and it's called Animal Tracks. It's a nonprofit, and it has it's a rescue and a sanctuary for animals that have maybe been purchased or bought that are illegal to own and things like that. So they had a bunch of different monkeys, which you can buy a monkey for about like eight grand in Las Vegas, which I was like, well, that's not that much. It's illegal. <laughs> but um, they had kangaroos. They had porcupine, like exotic giant porcupines, a, a different type of armadillo that does not give you leprosy. Well, well, maybe it does, but not like in Florida, leprosy colony, leprosy. But they had all these beautiful, amazing animals that they rescued. They had wolves, wolf-dog hybrids that people breed, and that's obviously very illegal. What happens with monkeys a lot of times is they're cute. You put them in the diapers. They turn about three or four, and their puberty and hormones start coming in. They, like, let's say bite a kid, and then they're like, oh, we have to put the monkey down now. Well, instead, they send them to animal tracks. It was a really sweet, cute thing, but she kept – the emphasis was – conservation. Don't buy these illegal pets. Don't, don't do these things. But every once in a while, they'd be like, you can buy a monkey for like eight grand in Las Vegas. And I'm like, do you have the guy's name? Because that sounds horrible. I would hate to, I would hate to know who he was just in case I ever want to buy a monkey, but you're not supposed to. It was just really sweet. And it was just a cute little guided tour. They had misters on. So if you're worried about the heat, you know, the, the, they'll keep you cool. It was shaded most of the time. It was, they had exotic birds. They had all these things, they didn't let us touch any of the animals, which is appropriate. However, we got to feed some of them and we just got to be in the cage with the kangaroos. Wow. They were like, oh, just come on in. And Winston and I are at the front of the line for this particular thing. And we're like, uh, uh, do we, we, can go, we can go inside. You said we can go inside. We're not like crossing over the threshold and going to get yelled at, you know, <laughs> but it's really sweet. They're a nonprofit. You can donate to them to help keep them in business. They need volunteers 365 days a year and money to keep going to conserve these animals. I will put a link. Um, I'm doing a fundraiser on my personal Instagram, which is Iconic Agar Curry for animal tracks. All of your donations will be tax-free and or a tax write-off. It's just a really sweet, nice little thing. And I really appreciate that they do that. And I know I'm not supposed to buy a monkey, but she just kept emphasizing how easy it was to do it <laughs> it's like okay well it was like i'm it's gonna do like it watching a murder documentary on netflix like, yeah it's like or he, a hacking documentary or something yeah, like that it's like oh you just use a little javascript here you just enter the mainframe you hit dot net you're like oh that seems easy anyway it's, it's really nice it's called animal tracks it was a really sweet little thing so i recommend that's what i'm hoarding what are you hoarding i am hoarding a salad spinner <gasps> yes Dude, salad spinners are large, okay? And so that's why I didn't have one before. Because I'm like, that thing is just too big to make sense. Mm -hmm. And then at Ikea, when I was on one of my, like, tyrant tears about everything that I needed to buy, mm -hmm. they had a more medium-sized salad spinner for, like, eight bucks. And, you know, like, I don't know if I've brought this up yet, but I am vegan, um... Mm. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, damn, like I'm eating a lot of salads. Like it would be nice to have a salad spinner. Mm -hmm. So I got one. I'm, I can't believe I haven't had one up until this point. It's yeah. the, the game has changed. It just, 
it's it's like yeah this is just absolutely insane i use less dressing now Mm -hmm. my salads like we had one right before we started recording me and taylor and we were like he we said i want to have a salad for every meal and i said me too so we (laughs) if you don't have a salad spinner you gotta get one and i know that they're big so if you've got an ikea near you $7.99 for like a decent size, like more easily stored salad spinner. Get that lettuce and get it. Get that fucking water off of there. It's just crisp, but restaurant quality. Love a crisp. It's so, it's so good. What are you throwing out? Sponges in the bottom of the sink. Oh (sighs) yeah. Nasty. Nasty. I stay, I, I, I microwave my sponges for a minute, almost at least two to three times a week. It's supposed to kill the bacteria in them. I, you know, oh. you drain the water out of them, drain the soap out of them. You sometimes you leave it on the the lip or the ledge or this that. I bought two little things. One goes is like a little plastic silicone with holes at the bottom container where water can drain, and the other is just a flat like little shelf for a sponge because we have two different types of sponges, two different types uh-huh. of dishes. And man. Because, you know, we have a rule, no sponges left in the sink, right? Like that's, that's like a house rule. Yeah. So, you know, we have this rule, but it's, it's, you know, sometimes they fall. Sometimes you put it, something in, it falls. And that drives me crazy. So having these little sponges up off has just changed the game. And I do not like sponges. When I, when I see a sponge in someone's sink, I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat off these dishes here. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking Sponges at the bottom of the sink disgusting Uh, you know if someone has a dishwasher i'm not as uh worried about their sponges but i understand what you're saying regardless Mm -hmm. and what about you what are you throwing away um i'm throwing away these streaming services who are hiking up prices on everybody even though unless you're living under a rock (laughs) there's not going to be any new content coming out after a few months like they might have some stuff in the bank right now and lord knows that they'll have plenty of foreign stuff that they're you know gonna start putting up on their platforms to make up for it but there are no new shows and certainly all your favorite shows have no new seasons coming out anytime soon because the writers have been on strike for 100 days and sag has been on strike for a little over a month or about a month so the fact that they have the audacity to Mm -hmm raise the prices on you and more of these streaming services cracking down on password sharing they're these rich multi 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 millionaires and billionaires and people who are causing the strike and stuff they're literally laughing at you that's Mm -hmm. what they're doing when they raise their prices they're laughing at you they're trying to prove that they have all the power and that we don't have the power so i i uh I'm throwing that out. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. You know, like if you want to keep your streaming services and it's worth it to you to pay the extra money, like Mm -hmm. by all means do it. I haven't just like shut down all of my streaming services, but I have canceled a couple Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of it has to do with these price hikes because why, why would I pay more Mm -hmm. for your product that is already unnecessary because every single conglomerate has their own streaming service now and now you're asking me to pay more yeah yeah that's not happening so i'm just all i'm saying is that they're laughing at they're laughing at all of us they're laughing at you they're laughing at all of us when they when they say oh because of extra blah, 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 we have to raise it to 
you know, uh, instead of 1099 a month starting in October, it'll be 1399 a month and blah, blah, blah. Inflation girl, inflation doesn't affect how much it costs you to host the streaming shit on the internet. And I don't know why you're charging more money. (laughs) You're not making new shows. So anyway, I'm throwing that out. Peacock just sent me a thing. Hey, we're going to be charging more. Hey, we're going to be doing this. I bought extra Paramount Plus. I added Showtime to Paramount Plus, paid a premium. And then like a month later, they were like, hey, guess what? Showtime's included in your Paramount Plus subscription now. Did I get a rebate on that? No. Pissed. Yeah. Peacock, I, mean, uh, I canceled that one. I know you you watch Peacock a lot. See, the thing is, is that everyone's going to have one that they watch the most mm-hmm. and you're just going to have to tolerate it. Mine is Hulu. Mm-hmm. You watch a lot of Peacock. You know, like Amazon Prime has us all by our balls because if you use their Prime service in any capacity with your deliveries and stuff, you have their service. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some of these other ones... I already threw out the the concept of AMC Plus. Yeah. And then, yeah, Disney Plus is hiking their stuff up. It, Netflix is more expensive. There's a Netflix with ads now. They're just laughing at you guys. They're just laughing at all of us. That's all they're doing. Yeah. They're not going to take... These CEOs could take a million or so dollars off of their salaries every year and lower the prices. Mm-hmm for everyone so one person could take less money per year to give everyone a lower price but instead they're doing the opposite while also putting all these unions on strike and putting a lot of people in los angeles out of jobs and running out of money yeah it's it's just a game of hungry hungry hippos like it's just like i'm I'm, I'm gonna get all the money i'm gonna do this and rich people have always been bad like let's be honest with ourselves but Yep. Like the Vanderbilts, uh, you know, Carnegie's, things like that. Like they were taxed to the hilt, like 80, 90% they were taxed. But they also had a strong sense of civic duty. They built libraries. They built public parks, endowments for X, Y, and Z. Stanford University, founded by some fucking, you know, railroad magnet or something. But they did these things. They they contributed to society, to the civic around them. Well, and like, these Erica, fucking I people mean, aren't doing that. They are. Jeff Bezos is buying up entire neighborhoods of housing so that he can rent them to people who may have been able to buy them. Oh, you know, you're right. They are good people. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, they're buying they're buying giant amounts of the already limited available housing to rent to the people. So that's uh you know what this isn't policy policy and it's not even taxi taxi. Nope. So I think <laughs> it's just best um that Viva la revolution. <laughs> Anyways, where can the people find you know. without a pitchfork and fire in your hand, you know? You find me here. You find right. me here, girl. Where do you find, where do we find you? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and TikTok and threads and all these other things. But like, you can find me here mostly. You can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, threads. We're all over it. You can always go to our website, TrashyTrashyPodcast.com 
and tell us why you're trash. Tell us a story. Send in a correction. We love that as well. We have a merch store, which is trashyshowherpodcast.threadless.com, where you can buy merch to support this podcast, as well as let the world know that you're a dumpster fire, that you're a baby trash can, you know, things like that. So anyway, Uh that's where you can find us. Use code TRASHY for all discounts. We are your number one source of trashy news, and we appreciate you listening. Tell a friend, share the podcast, be like, hey, this clip has talked about me. Or this is this is why these girls are such garbage. Hey, that girl I met in the restroom eight years ago at a club. She has a podcast. You want to listen to it? Yeah. She's delusionally <laughs> unfunny. But listen to it. <laughs> anyway, that's that's where you can find us. Hey Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.